0: I bet you that I'm gonna hit ten K in less than a year. Is that a threat? It's a promise.
1: I bet I could get to ten K before you, starting from 189.
0: hundred to eighty nine. I'd be so pissed. Hold I on. This is on, this is on. I would I was be on the so show pre show
1: pre show banter. Hold on. <laughs> New challenge. <laughs> 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 I bet. This is an official promise from me to you that by November. Hold on. What What's today? By the time, let's give me a little bit of. No, hold on. Let me rephrase this. When are you going to say you're going to get to? 10, I 000, I Brian? think
0: I think that I can get to ten thousand followers before October of next year.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, we can let's let's make that then. Yeah. Uh, before October of next year. So, all right, a year and a week. All right. If I get there before you, what do I win? I will what
0: give you. I will actually give you one hundred dollars.
1: All right, and if you get there before me, then...
0: I, my, my fragile ego will remain intact. That is no. enough of a, an award. <laughs> <laughs> that is rewarded, <laughs> All
1: right, it's a deal. It's a deal. I, I'm in. Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast of all friendly competition. It's your boy Ethan. And I'm
0: Patrick. <laughs> a friendly <laughs> wager, if you will, where the only thing on wager. the table is my own interior piece.
1: Yes, and <laughs> if I win that hundred dollars, you know what I'm gonna do? What's that? I'm gonna take it straight to the casino. I'm putting it all on red, and either I double <laughs> it up and I give the hundred dollars back to you, or we both end up z- at zero. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream uh it's good it's good to be back it feels like we're back in the saddle you know we've been out out of the game for a long time oh the twitter game uh no like podcasting feels but like we've been about... this
0: is this is quite literally our second podcast in the last three days
1: third, third oh actually, yeah if you, you include... if you're counting the over the hedge commentary track that we did
0: <laughs> that was so much fun
1: <laughs> dang wait hold on patrick yeah how do people hear the Over the Hedge commentary track if, you if they wanted hear, to if you listen to it? to hear the Over the Hedge commentary Also, track, what's a commentary track? Oh my my wife was asking me what this is.
0: <laughs> um, a commentary track is just you watch a movie and the track lasts as long as the movie does. So it's no cuts. It's no uh, no cuts, no butts, no coconuts.
1: Um, yeah, you so you you play <laughs> Stop it. All right. So I did believe, that once just... to Emma the other day and she would make me laugh and i go hee hee he, hee and then she'd be like, That's not your real laugh and I'd be like, Yeah it is. <laughs> and then she would like tickle me and try to like get me to do the real laugh, but then I just intensified the fake laugh and so I'd go hee hee he, hee and then he, 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 he.
0: And it was You strike me as the me kind laugh. of guy who doesn't get tickled.
1: It I oh I'm a ticklish man. Oh yeah. This is hey if you meet me on the street this is not permission for you to tickle me. We're not friends, don't touch me. But <laughs> But All I, I see ex-
0: are dollar signs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am extraordinarily ticklish. That's like, good. To to an alarming degree. Yeah.
0: Man, I just I'm I'm happy. I, I thought you meant we were back in this saddle like we're back on Twitter. We're doing the Twitter thing. I think Man, I just <laughs> <laughs> Look how far we've come, you know. <laughs>
1: it's true. Nothing, nothing like getting me back in the Twitter game. Like a good old, uh, <laughs> big
0: number, comp- better person.
1: <laughs> a little competition. Literally, like uh, something just snapped in my brain where I was like, "Oh, I could, I could win at this. I think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I could do this."
0: <laughs> I just, I, I've been having so much more fun on Twitter recently. Now that I'm using that app where I only see 25 people's tweets, mm-hmm. it's so great. It's yes. so nice. I have to Why don't you
1: just do what I do and only follow 25 people?
0: Well, big brain. that yeah, that's true. That's big brain. But you know, sometimes you got to When I when I followed zero people, people started unfollowing me because it yeah. looks like, "Oh, you're just here to be famous." You know.
1: That's true. You yeah. know who else only follows zero people?
0: Brandon McGinley.
1: Tom Cruise. Oh yeah? Yeah, when he was up in the plane Kind of fighting the Russians, he unfollowed everybody because he he didn't want to die and still be following people's tweets. And so, um, so then, but then he survived the mission. And so now, obviously, of course, he still doesn't follow anybody because he's too busy training um, the kid from Whiplash to to fly a helicopter.
0: I don't know enough about Tom Cruise to understand any of these references. Is it a plot point in the movie Top Gun that he unfollows everyone before he goes up in the plane? Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was like that sounds really dumb. <laughs> I was just I just said of the name of the most recent famous person that I watched a YouTube video of mm. I don't know if you actually follow zero people, but he did introduce the 2002 Oscars and stood up to 9/11 by talking about the magic of the movies it was literally like the amc meme but it was like in reference to 9 11 it was kind of wild <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> it was kind of that's really
0: funny <laughs> yeah. that it, that reminds me of back in the day when when matt frad but only only followed like his the pope and his wife or is that jason Ever? i get him
1: Keep he followed going. he followed me for a time matt frad did really my friend followed eight people, and one of them was me, because I did that thing that you could do back in the day that was like, hey, at person, can I get a follow so that it can continue to spread the blah, the, the, the you know, like that kind of thing? Yeah. And he followed me for you, a short time. You and,
0: and no one else?
1: Me, it was like eight total people. It was like his wife, the Pope, That's his own podcast, and like a few other, like Catholic Answers, which is where I think he was working at the time. Nice. And then, and then at the very bottom, Adolescent Catholic Abro Apostle. That's so cool.
0: That's so funny.
1: Yeah, Man. yeah, I'm pretty good at, uh, pretty, good at, good
0: at pretty good at Twitter. Pretty good at Twitter. You should you should just start adding a bunch of Catholic celebrities and and being like, hey, my I I want to get to 10k before. Hey, I'm
1: a does. small account, just trying to just trying to spread. <laughs> but the your word.
0: friends, like your friends, like people that yeah. we know. So like adding Lisa and Kevin and Katie and. You know, like, people that know us, be like, hey, I'm just a small account trying to spread the gospel on the internet. Like, people that know, like, John. Can I John. please get
1: a follow and a retweet? Like, people that, people that people that know
0: you're doing a bit. and <laughs> Yeah. You know?
1: I, I don't think Lisa Cotter would know that I'm doing a bit.
0: No? You gotta tell her you're doing a bit, then.
1: Uh, yeah, that kind of ruins it, though. Mm-mm. Don't you think? Uh-uh. Like,
0: hey, I'm about to send a bit your way. Check it out. Hey, bit incoming. Wah, wah, wah. My, my, incoming you've heard bit.
1: Of, you've heard of... You've heard of... <clears throat> DoorDash, yeah, I here have. Comes, here comes, You've heard of Postmates, mm-hmm, that too. Here come. Let me try again. Okay. You've heard of Uber Eats. Yep, I have indeed. Here comes some Uber Bits <laughs> delivered fresh to your door.
0: It comes from BitHub,
1: GrubHub. Yep, there it is. What's the last one? What's the There's a, There's one more.
0: This is uh, Postmates, DoorDash, GrubHub, Uber, Uber Eats, and Postmates. We already got that one. <laughs> we
1: already got Postmates.
0: Uh, fork. Fork them. Fork Lee.
1: Go go (laughs) Sun Devils. ASU, baby. That's my alma mater. I've been doing this bit with Emma lately that I totally stole from another podcast because... On the yard podcast one of the guys went to asu which is where emma went to school so they all pretend to have gone to asu they all pretend they yeah. all say it's so funny because they're like you remember when we were hanging out with, in the quad with breslin this <laughs> like they do it every episode it makes me laugh so hard so then i my wife doesn't know that i'm cribbing the bit from another podcast so i go up to her i was like you remember when we were in the quad with breslin and she doesn't laugh or anything she just goes what are you talking about <laughs> like not no engagement with the bit whatsoever but just like refuses to even just attempt to understand incredibly earnest Emma my wife is pregnant and she has a house to get ready. She like doesn't have time for my chicanery at this point in our lives, and so me trying to run a bit from another podcast just doesn't go over. Doesn't well. make any sense. Yeah, it's tough.
0: Yeah, man, the yard would be so funny if they weren't just crass.
1: Oh, they 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 get really crass. Sometimes imagine? it's sometimes their show is really really funny but sometimes you have to wade through 20 minutes of just some of the worst oh, yeah. jokes that you've ever heard yeah. to get to the really really like, funny slime stuff
0: slime could be really funny if
1: slime he, is, really funny. is
0: really funny he is really funny he's just the little the thing where you just like the the Magnus bit where you just like pop in and say yeah. magnuus in the middle <laughs> that's that's good that's a top tier bit but the yeah. thing you got to talk about is like you know genitals i'm just not i'm just like i'm going to skip past this part
1: this is good all right so uh, twitter competition uh, Over the Hedge we, We're going to talk about Over the Hedge We never really talked about that
0: Oh we got to talk about Over the Hedge I wanted to talk about the business cards I made
1: We can talk about the business cards But if you go to patreon.com slash thecrunch And you need to donate at any level to our Patreon I'm talking $3 a month I'm talking $200 a month Because apparently that's a new thing That's <laughs> um, <laughs> the, You can get our Over the Hedge commentary track Where we say 3, 2, 1, play And we play the movie And we watch it live with you Although it's not live because we've already recorded it, but you'll be live <laughs> Watching with our it, recording listening to us
0: recorded. You're live. Yes. We're dead. You're listening. <laughs> if you're listening to this, it's too late.
1: <laughs> if you if you delete a podcast recording, does that part of our soul die it's, along with yeah. the
0: recording? Oh crap! Before I threw away my microphone, I forgot to get all the podcasts off of it.
1: No shoot. It's like that Rick and Morty episode where he goes back in time a bunch of times, but it's really just him creating a bunch of new universes where the old Morty dies every single time. Oh, but it's us with podcasts. Like every time you one. don't, every time, every time you shut off a podcast in the middle of it, Patrick and I are, are stuck there in that audio file going, "Where'd you go?
0: <laughs> hey, are you still here?
1: We're, hey, we're stuck here. Help! Help!" all of all of our backlog unless someone is actively listening to them is us just screaming inside (laughs) of an audio hell prison
0: listening to our podcast is actually an act of mercy because at that point that version of us comes back to life and is no mm -hmm. longer in non-existence
1: yeah we got to get this to the pope asap
0: yeah we really got to get because we're at like 300 something episodes that means there's 600 people trapped in torment
1: (laughs) excuse me um mr francis I have – my soul is stuck in this podcast. <laughs> and then he's like – Can you, it and go so to have, heaven? <laughs> you have to listen to the whole thing in order to free them. And he goes, oh, yes, okay, I'm the Pope. You click play. You run away because now you've got him. <laughs> You're locked stuck. in. Now it's goodbye, Father Cantalamesa. I'm the new preacher to the papal household. <laughs> it's me, my podcast. Do you think Pope was, Francis would listen to our I podcast. trapped – I trap bits of my soul in a podcast to get the Pope to listen to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Mr. man! Beast. Anyway, so um, I uh, I wasn't I wasn't wait on what was I going to say? I was going to say something. You were going to talk
1: about the business cards because you have them in your hand.
0: I have a business card in my hand. I put so many of these at Franciscan. I did hey, How did that go? <laughs> it went did you make great. a
1: YouTube video while you were doing it? <laughs> no, it was great ah. though.
0: I was there for class. It was just in the classroom building. I set them down at
1: <laughs> what? That sounds like someone who's never been to college <laughs> I, w- I was in the classroom <laughs> building. <Like a> Egan <laughs> Hall, if you want my... Walking around. There's
0: just one classroom building at Franciscan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you remember when you and I were hanging out in the classroom building with Literally, Breslin? Cl-
1: the classroom building with Breslin and we went we went down to the to the to the food zone and we 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 really and then we we went down to the gaming we and we watched him play and it, oh man. That was, sick. It was nothing nothing like it, dude. And then <laughs> College, she was there man. and then you remember that girl that was there with us? Come on, man. That's crazy, bro. And I loved it. I loved, so I was in the barons.
0: classroom building, and uh, we go barons. I was I was throwing cards down, putting them on the on the little, little bulletin boards, and uh, I broke a rule because I'm pretty sure you <gasps> have to get all like posted advertisements cleared with student life. Yeah, but I but I've seen. But here's the thing: business cards are too small for their big stamps that says approved by resident, by student life.
1: And so, right, and what are they going to do? Gather them all up and throw them away. Uh, so what? N- Yeah, they've already done the job. We have nine thousand (laughs) five hundred and fifty-five more that we can leave.
0: Take that, one for every (laughs) follower that Ethan's not going to have by the end. Oh, Oh,
1: got him. Uh, So.
0: yeah, I I was passing by. I passed by my friend Jimmy at Catholic Memes. He runs like a, a big meme page, and I and I he was like, On Hey, Instagram? man, yeah. He was like, Hey, man, how you doing? And I was like, uh, Doing great. Here, take these. And he was like, Are these your podcast? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, That's hilarious. And I was like, Great, good. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but someone had the be- someone had the best idea ever,
1: dude. What's the idea? Tell me the idea. I need to know it take,
0: right now. Take tape and stick these to the back of bathroom stalls.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. That's what they do for like. Human trafficking notices, you know. Like yeah, but like in, people don't like get. Like, if trafficked. you ever go to like, yeah, obviously not at Franciscan, but I've no, they haven't. Yeah, but a, like in airports did you, did you do and that? gas
0: stations, no, not did yet. You do that? I don't have time. Oh, you should. I, no, I'm definitely going to. Yeah,
1: it's I really think what funny. we do is we go in, we dress up like janitors. And we bring cones around, and we go into all the bathrooms, men and women. We yeah. make sure there's no one in no there. No one first, in there, yeah. obviously. And we tape them up everywhere, and we do, and we wear, and we wear hats that are low over our eyes, and, and big we wear,
0: old mustaches, and we
1: wear jumpsuits and mustaches that don't match and, our
0: beard colors.
1: <laughs> and when we see, when we see Doctor Han walking by, we dress as janitors. We go, "Covenant, covenant, covenant," and he turns and looks, but we keep walking. You know, like I think. There's lots of I will fly to Steubenville, Ohio this week to run this bit with you. That'd be a really funny I think this bit. This is this is perfect.
0: That'd be a really funny bit. I think we should And we do, can do
1: this. We can do this at every school. We can do this on at our University Rome, of Dallas. On we our can Rome do this at Benedictine.
0: On our Rome pilgrimage, way, way in the future. On our Rome pilgrimage, here's what yeah. we gotta do. We gotta go to Rome. What do we gotta do? We gotta dress up like janitors. We gotta try and sneak into the yep. Vatican.
1: I don't we think just,
0: we just say a bunch of fake Italian words like hey go get Sola! And we just get in there like, ah, you guys are Italian janitors. And we just go in.
1: Yeah. I'm here to clean the pope. I'm installed the <laughs> bidet for the pope. I'm here
0: to clean the pope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to give the pope his uh, monthly uh, cleaning. Shampooing.
0: <laughs> Uh, yes, sir the pope he, he is bought bald. a
1: subscription on my website you should really check that out so he stops putting the vatican company credit card into so many <laughs> websites check out
0: my website uh, my my new my new uh my new tech tech brand popely
1: i will go to the pope and i will say hello it is time to clean and he will say thank you so much and then, <laughs> then we will eat the antipasto, the pasta, a little cookie. It will be very like good. You can, you can come, Mister Swiss Guard. You're invited. Hey, bring your halberd. Does a cab include well Swiss come. Guards? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, actually, no. I think Swiss Guards. Swiss Guards are. Uh, Swiss Swiss Guards are the last cool thing about the world. Yeah, say this. you're right. I was just thinking about the world recently, you know, because the queen died, and it's just crazy that now there's like nothing left of the old world other than the pope and the Swiss Guards. <laughs> like, there's the, really nothing yeah. left. It's all been just westernized and modernized and destroyed.
0: I like how I like how the pope uses Swiss Guards because, uh, first of all, the Swiss are Protestant. So that's that's funny, but also that just shows you how little the Pope trusts Italians, like other <laughs> <Yeah>. Italians. That's <laughs> true. When I was a I kid, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah. "Why do Swiss guard? Why why Swiss guards? Like, why don't Italians take care of the Pope?" And then I read about what Italians used to do to each other, and now I'm like, "Never mind, I get it."
1: Oh boy, what did they used to do to each other, Patrick? Well,
0: I mean, half of the Popes from the 800s until the 1200s, like, were murdered, yeah. <laughs> you know, by other Italians.
1: Yeah, it's a tough job being the Pope. Up until, like, the last one, you pretty much died if you were going to do it. You know? Yeah, crazy. Like, mortality rate of Pope is like 98% yeah. as of now. Um, that's kind of wild. I I think the the nice thing about having the Swiss around is because with the Swiss, there's neutrality. And so if, the like, the Pope can learn a whole bunch of Swiss swear words, and he doesn't go to hell for saying them because <laughs> they're, they're not bad. <laughs> You know? The
0: the Swiss neutrality thing I don't think existed prior to World War II, but the Swiss Guards did.
1: In the modern era of baseball, the Swiss have <laughs> always been neutral. Um, I wh- how deep does Swiss neutrality extend?
0: Um, you know, I don't know. That's a good question.
1: Hmm. Like if I'm with a Swiss guy, if I'm wearing a Swiss watch, if I own a Swiss Army knife, how deep? Like I feel like if you try to rob a bank with a Swiss Army knife, they'll be like. I- we can't say anything.
0: If I'm eating Swiss cheese, it's it's very neutral. It's both cheese and not cheese.
1: I'm going to rob a bank with a Swiss <laughs> Army knife, and I'm going to put Swiss cheese over my face so the holes cover my... I can see through it yeah. with my eyes and then breathe through my mouth, and, uh, and they're not going to be able to stop me because the yeah. cops are going to roll up and be like, oh, he's Swiss.
0: Because of the holes in Swiss cheese, Swiss cheese is half cheese and half not cheese.
1: <gasps>
0: yeah, so it's neutral.
1: Nice. Right? Yeah, that's interesting. Thank you. <laughs> I was watching the Great British Baking Show with my wife yesterday. and one Too of the hosts soon.
0: Boo. Too soon. She's what not even mean? in the ground yet, man. Watching the British Baking Show in the midst of this. What are they there for your entertainment, huh? They're going through things. What are we going to make fun of their funny looking teeth in this time?
1: I was going to tweet a joke where I posted a picture of Mary Berry, one of the old judges of the show, and be like, yeah, she's gone too soon. Rest in peace. <laughs> as, if, as if she was the queen. As if she was the queen. <laughs> it's like a brutal American misunderstanding. Of like, I, I assumed the woman that came on TV and just got to eat desserts. Was the w- queen of England. Was the queen. Like That seems like something <laughs> <laughs> that royalty would get to do, but maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, this guy had this joke where he said, I'm semi-bilingual. And then someone said, What what languages do you speak? And he just said English. That's good. It's I thought that was pretty funny. Like for for the hosts usually are not very funny, but that joke I was like, I get that. That's nice.
0: (laughs) I'm semi bilingual.
1: Semi bilingual. What do you speak? English.
0: English.
1: (laughs) That's clever, right? It's pretty clever.
0: So I've got
1: a topic for you. Is it about the business cards?
0: No. We've
1: already talked about them.
0: Yeah, we've already talked about business cards. This topic comes directly from uh, from my, my wife. She wanted us
1: to talk about this. Hold on. Yeah. Since when are we doing wife submissions on the podcast? <laughs> uh,
0: forever, since we had wives.
1: Emma, bring up the whiteboard with the topic <laughs> ideas. <laughs> she
0: just rolls out. She t- <laughs> just rolls in. <laughs> the camera switches. I didn't realize yeah. that you had a second camera. Emma rolls. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
0: Uh, so my what is what's on Phoebe's mind? My my wife looked at me the other day. She says to me, she says, "Pat, I need you." And she doesn't call me Pat. She calls me Patrick. you need to? You and <laughs> does Ethan. she really never
1: call you Pat. Do no, she, she doesn't call you? me Pat. She calls me. Does Patrick. she have a nick? Does she call you Babe or Honey? She calls or? me Babe. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I get hit with Babe a lot, and then I call my wife Emma,
0: which is <laughs> yeah,
1: is is interesting. Anyway, yeah, she on.
0: calls me by my full name. Um. So she said to me,
1: she's like. Babe,
0: (laughs) I need you and Ethan to talk about this on the podcast because she she just wants to know what our thoughts are. So if we talk about this, Phoebe will listen to the podcast. That's cool. What's up, Phoebs? Have you heard about this whole Texas book banning thing? Uh,
1: It feels like it comes into the news every six months or so that they're banning books and then people are reading the books. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what book are they reading? And then they're reading like To Kill a Mockingbird. And you're like, that's not banned because I can get it. I could literally like not move from this chair and have it at my house in less than an hour. You know? <laughs> like, like it's it's really not that band of a book. You know? Yeah, it's it's uh, the the
0: the band the band book thing has come into the news recently because it's
1: uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> sorry. What's the big deal? It's just a, my book about My Chemical Romance, a book about Coldplay, <laughs> <a> book about, <laughs> <laughs> about,
0: a book about all Queen,
1: these, all these band books. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, anyway
0: uh, the, there's something going on down in Texas, uh, and the New York something Times, the, the New York Times did a thing where they're like, "Oh man, religious parents in Texas are being cringe," <sighs> you know? Yeah. Um. So I wanted to, I wanted to. First of all, I wanted to. Get, I think I've talked about how I'm, I'm pro indexing books, uh, to be burned on the podcast yeah. before. Yep, yep. yep. Um, I'm with you, but uh, I, I think, uh, I think I, I'd, I'd like to know your thoughts on this specific news story because i am both i am both aggressively neutral to this and also pro this in some in some parts okay um this news article starts (laughs) off you're like
1: you're like a swiss guardsman when someone's invading the vatican you're both aggressively neutral and very pro taking this (laughs) guy uh
0: it's it rhetorically (laughs) this article is great because it starts off with uh, a, an innocuous example of how uh, this this parent group wants to... Um, oh, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll set the stage. It's a New York piece, so it has to be somewhat cinematic. All right. The group began convening around lunchtime last summer. Ugh. I know, immediately in the passive voice.
1: Mm. I'm just... I'm yucked
0: out Gross. Right Inside of the rose-beige conference room at the Lano Library... They sat on red plastic chairs atop drab carpet, <laughs> surrounded by donated dolls representing world cultures.
1: The implication that someone from New York knows what good uh, architectural style is—it's like every place that you go
0: looks is a the box. same. Looks the same. Yes,
1: it, it, it's all just concrete and boxes. That's what you—that's and, your and, whole and life. Gray. <laughs> yeah, and inside of Ubers and taxis. Don't tell me that my Texas elementary school is not well-designed
0: speaking in hushed tones about children's books sometimes they also prayed together that's a weird (laughs) sentence (laughs) speaking in hushed tones about children's books sometimes they also prayed together i don't think that's a complete sentence
1: what editor let this come out i
0: don't know i don't know Rhonda schneider a librarian who was also a member of the group had recently tipped them off new titles she found questionable Mm. at the library they grew yeah, fixated yeah. on a series by Don McMillan and Rose Kinnaird, which included "My Butt Is So Noisy," "I Broke My Butt," and "I Need a New Butt." Um, so the the uh, the article starts off by subtly telegraphing that this is a group of conservative religious Christians in Texas, um, yeah. so that
1: my, so you can my, immediately
0: know whose side to not be on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just hold on real quick. I'm ordering. My butt is so noisy. Off. Of- <laughs> I need this book.
0: Uh, and then they desc- the the author describes the the butt book, and um, then talks. Then the next paragraph says that the book. Um, uh, someone in the group says the books were grooming, uh, Ooh, referencing yeah, a tactic yeah. that abusers use to gain the trust of young victims. Uh, we yes. can't have that in the library. Blah blah. blah. So. The the article starts off with this, you know, I mean, I don't remember know if you were familiar with the book series The Day My Butt Went Psycho. Say again. The Day My Butt Went Psycho.
1: The Day My Butt Went Psycho. Yeah. No. Uh,
0: it's a it's a it's an autobiographical piece about me on the dance floor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, that was a book series that, that was out when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> my favorite children's book is The Day I Threw That Thang Back So Hard <laughs> I Threw My Back Out. <laughs> It's my favorite children,
0: uh, and it's it's, it's it's you know it's 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 juvenile humor, blah blah blah, right? So they're they're getting together and they they want to, uh, you know, they want to ban this book because it's it's inappropriate. It's oh my stars mm-hmm. and garters, but anyway, so that 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 kind of sets you up to not be on this group's side, right?
1: Right. Yes. So
0: inevitably, inevitably, when they get down to the actually problematic books, you're like, oh, they're probably just freaking out. She mentions fine. Yeah. she mentions banned books like Diary of a Young Girl. What? And In the Night Kitchen by Marie Sendek, And it's perfectly normal. Anyway, so I... Um, if you're familiar with libraries,
1: like Diary of a Young Girl, like that book about Anne Frank, yeah, the book she by wrote? Anne Frank, yeah. So that by Anne Frank,
0: yes that that book has been that book has been on banned lists occasionally. This article says it's because it's too depressing, but that's not um, that's not why the book is banned in some schools. It's because Doesn't she like
1: get her period in the book, and yeah. So she's
0: she's writing in her diary um, in an attic, so she isn't aware <laughs> that it's going to be read widely and so she describes her body changing and some people are uncomfortable with that and i get that i get that too it's like i don't i don't know if i I want to necessarily read why can't we just redact that take it out publish the book without it right
1: we don't need to be it seems i mean you can buy the unabridged version if you want
0: but why would you want this yeah um anyway (laughs) so the other the other books are uh the, if you if if you're familiar with libraries, they like to do this vibe of you know I'm I a fan. I still band. don't understand
1: the Dewey Decimal System, so I would have to say, that. I don't understand why they can't just say science fiction, biography. <laughs> like, what, Just name it. Like, why do we need the numbers? Because all I do when I look at the numbers is I just look at the the name next to the numbers. So why don't we just give up on the numbers and just say political science, history. You know, I can read English. The numbers,
0: the, the first three numbers denote which category it is. And then, I mean, the Dewey Decimal sure. System is not universal. Some people use, li- some libraries use Library of Congress.
1: I think it's fine to use a filing system, but don't make me use it, right? Just put English <laughs> signs on the sections where the books are and then to put it in alphabetical order.
0: Most libraries have that too.
1: No, my, the library closest to me, there is one tiny poster. At the front of the library uh-huh. that sometimes you go in and you're looking for a book <laughs> and you have to walk back and forth three times to the poster because you don't want to take a picture because it's right in front of the librarians because you look dumb. So I have to keep <laughs> going back and forth looking at this sign being like 0513. Oh, that's okay. That's I was in the wrong section the whole time okay. I got to go back.
0: It's and you don't have chaos. internet on your phone, so you can't just Google it.
1: Well, sometimes – have you ever tried to look up the Dewey Decimal System on Wikipedia?
0: No. It's
1: chaos. Really? It's one of the worst formatted Wikipedia articles there is. Anyway. Okay. All this to say, I don't like libraries.
0: So every every book, uh, every library at some point has put up a, 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 uh, a display about, you know, this book was banned, like a banned book list, and it's a bunch of popular right. books.
1: <laughs> it's just Harry
0: Potter. I know. And it's Harry Potter and like <laughs> Hunger Games. And yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. I don't... No one ever yes. burned this book. You know what I mean? It's not right. like, <laughs> it's not like you know. The, they did the Inquisition on the Hunger Games, uh, but so it sets up for some of these books. And I want to get your reaction to some of these books All right. because I'm ready. Phoebe this and I were good. at the library in the children's section, because um, <laughs> we have a baby.
1: No, okay. I just it's funny because it sounds like you're doing a bit from the Harry Potter movies when Hermione was like in the restricted section. In the restricted section.
0: Um, And we found a book that I would ban if I could. Okay, (laughs) It's called Feminist Baby. Okay. Now, I would not ban this book because I'm not a feminist.
1: Sure. We on this Crunch Podcast love and support women.
0: But this this book is an abomination. Okay. Okay. uh, Feminist Baby loves to dance. Okay. Feminist Baby says no to pants.
1: Oh. Let me just... How... Are you going to share your screen with me? Yep. Is the FBI going to come busting in? Oh.
0: It's just a full ass. Just, just
1: an just ass. Just a
0: baby. But I just saw that butt. and I was like, okay. So feminist, feminist baby. baby says no to pants. She likes pink and blue. And She'll blue, throw up sure. on you. She yes. throws clothes around. Anyway. Um, it I, seems
1: like feminist baby is just a baby. Feminist like, baby is, nothing yes. nothing really feminist about this baby. All babies don't like pants. All babies throw up. All babies don't get color until they're like three or four. Yes, you know, exactly. You got to get the you got to have the DLC for them to get color.
0: So this is a goofy
1: book. Yeah, right.
0: It literally a goofy book. It's actually published by Disney. So that's oh fun. It's Disney's hyperion baby. Yeah,
1: but
0: so um, it, there's a genre of of books out there that mm-hmm. are very clearly for parents. Like they're yeah. not—they're not for the babies. This is not helping the baby yeah. do anything. The baby doesn't understand. In fact, this this book is probably damaging because now the baby thinks it's okay to walk around with no pants on.
1: Yeah, now the baby sees that big baby throwing up on everybody, and it's like
0: hilarious. That could be me. Um, and so I, uh, I also wanted to show you, um. I, I I this 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 is one of the books that is on the, on the banned book list in the library. Okay, in the article, yep. it's called "In the Night Kitchen." Do you remember this?
1: Uh, no, I don't even know what this is.
0: It's from the guy who made "Where the Wild Things Are," and so the the animation or the not the animation the the art style will be familiar to you. But it's one of the books that was banned because it's about a kid who like falls asleep and he's transported to, um, he's like transported to like a kitchen and he gets baked into dough. Do you remember okay. this?
1: No, I've never heard of this. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Well, anyway, the reason why it's banned is because um, it, it, it draws his penis. Oh, this is like a Caldecott award-winning book. Like this was a book that was in our libraries when we were kids, and
1: um, who dr- Maurice Sendak draws it?
0: Yeah, the guy, the guy who did the Where the Wild Things Are, and it's like with his
1: own hand.
0: Yeah, he drew in front a, of God and everybody. He drew a full frontal nude picture of a child. Okay,
1: um, Maurice, have a seat right here. I'm Chris Hansen.
0: I would like to talk to you about this, and then um, the other book that they listed. I've got the
1: transcripts right here. The other book it that, says you would like to blank his blank, which I'm meaning it says you'd like to draw
0: his body. <laughs> <laughs> the um the other the other thing about this, sorry. So to, to to summarize the article, right? Yes. They talk about the butt books, and they kind of like sneak in at the end. This book uh-huh. where there's a naked child in it, and yeah. um,
1: Maurice Sendak. Maurice
0: Sendak, and then this other one called "It's Perfectly Normal." Have you heard about this book?
1: No, I, Patrick. Just assume I've heard of none of okay. these. Okay.
0: <laughs> so this is another book that they that they bring up, and this also has drawings of naked children in it. Um, it's framed as like a uh, it's framed as a you know education book about. Mm-hmm how bodies work and of course it's Uh revised and updated to include you know um like homosexual acts and sure but it um it describes where certain uh so it's for ages 10 and up and it describes where certain female anatomy is that a 10 year old doesn't need to know sure um it talks about you know sexual desire which is normal Uh if like you're 10 like hey you know you might start liking girls but then it also talks about like Sexual affection, like how to have, oh, sex, yeah. And so, I think that this New York Times piece is kind of burying the lead here. Yes. What is their what? What do they want to do with this article? I'm pretty
1: sure. Every New York Times piece is like this because it starts out like the war in Ukraine is scary because Putin is getting more powerful. And then three paragraphs in, you're like, I think kids should be able to have sex with whatever they want,
0: dogs,
1: (laughs) plants, anything. You know, it's like that's how every New York Times article goes, which is crazy. Um, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish other than look at these crazy things. Look at these crazy people. Let's leverage these people who might admittedly be crazy. Right, I don't know what the Christian nationalists are doing down in Texas. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody knows. Uh, I don't really care. Look at these crazy people. I'm going to hitch my wagon of my own ideology to this event and then bring up things that I think are okay. So now a well-renowned publication is now injecting more and more things of contrast to say like these things are okay, these things are okay, these things are okay because they're propping them up against something that's crazy. So now you have like the thing that seems a little bit less crazy is obviously the children's book that's designed with vibrant colors and, you know, playful rhymes, as opposed to the creepy women huddled on the plastic chairs praying over some book. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. it's in a vacuum, I would look at the naked penis boy and I'd be like, get that out of the get that out of here. Yeah, you know, don't I don't,
0: want don't that. do that.
1: Uh or but when you put it up against you know, crazy ladies praying in a school library. Then all of a sudden, for some reason, it, it just it, it just stops. looks more legit. It's a very powerful technique that the New York Times is using.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it, it's unsettling because, I mean, there's a temptation right on the right when we talk about. I mean, the 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 critical race theory discourse is as as old as as time itself at this point. <laughs> uh huh. And it's and so is like the is like the the gender ideology discourse and LGBT in schools and like that sort of thing mm-hmm. but it's like the art the argument from the right tends to come down to like well you shouldn't be teaching kids about this um, because it's grooming behavior it's wrong um, to teach kids about this it's not age-appropriate um, I don't know if that's true true necessarily like i think the topics are necessary to teach to kids at an earlier age now than normal because you know they're going to be they're going to come in contact with this obviously but that's also partially the fault of the new york times anyway um i think we don't have a, a a way to just we don't have a way to describe like why teaching these different things to kids is wrong other than just Mm -hmm. it's wrong because the grooming behavior thing is like at this point it's 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 lost all of its rhetorical force you know it's true that you know Mm -hmm. furnishing sexual information to a minor is grooming behavior without their parents because Mm -hmm. you're you're teaching them to accept information about sexuality from a source that's not and, and and keeping it secret from their parents and like that's that's Right. That's textbook, right? Even if you're doing it unintentionally. But I think I think that, it, that for some reason these these arguments aren't aren't um, are falling on deaf ears. I don't know.
1: Hmm. I think the idea that um, the left is grooming. I mean, there. I think there are many people on the left that are groomers, as there are on the right that are groomers. Um, I think everybody grooms.
0: <laughs> like everybody poops. Another yes. book that should be banned.
1: Yes, uh, and so I don't think I don't think it's very effective for the right to point at the left and say, "Look at what they're doing to our kids." Yeah, um, and when, because you can say the same thing, you can point at these kids who are, you can do the same thing with any other topic, whether it's yeah. sex or guns, for example. Yes. The left can point at you and be like, "Look at you! You're teaching your three year old how to fire a firearm." You know that's also grooming.
0: Uh, I've I've heard I've heard people make this level this critique at Christians for talking about the crucifixion. My English teacher during class once made this criticism of, of Catholics, um, which is I guess a okay thing for an adult to do in a classroom of children. Um, yes, she was upset that her children were being taught about the crucifixion at at such a young age. Right, so like, I don't think I don't think even Christians can make this argument. Like we're teaching kids, you can't ke- teach mm-hmm. kids about adult themes. Like yes, you can, you have to,
1: because yeah. because the world includes death in it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to me. The real thing that we should be addressing is not like all of these groomers, but it's like, what the, why are there, why are these parents so absent that literally everybody is freaking about, about their children being taught anything. You don't want your kids to be taught about Christianity. Fine. I respect your, your natural authority over your child to not teach them about Mm -hmm. Christianity, but, but don't put them in those environments if you don't want them to hear about it. And if you do put them in those environments, then I trust that you are involved enough in your child's life to talk to them about it when they come home. And and, and you have to be okay with those yeah. risks, yeah. you know? But so, but that's like never the conversation about anything, you no. know? Like, I, I just don't... Answer me this, Patrick. I have a question. Yes. And I want someone to answer it. Mm-hmm. What the hell are the parents doing? Where are they? What are... Because are... I don't believe the straw man of they're just sending their kids out into the world to be sexed up and then they're just sitting at home watching TV or like working too much. Like I just don't, you think they're all just either hopped up on media or either or overworked. Are those really the only two things? Like I don't,
0: I don't, I don't know. I know I'm overworked.
1: Um. I feel overworked too. It's (laughs) patreon.com slash the crunch.
0: I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I know there's certainly a type of parent what I think is funny is that the type of parent that's hyper-involved in their kid's education is that type of parent right there that's meeting in a library during the day. And that's the kind of parent that's being, like, smacked over the head. Like, stop being so involved in your kid's education, Well, you know? I think there's a difference. Just hand between, them over. Hand them over to the state. They'll take care of it.
1: I think there's a difference between being involved in your student's education, like, in the system versus being a part of your, your kid's life. Oh, yes. You know? Yeah, Okay. And so I think a lot of these women that are hunched over in the library praying their incantations over these books yeah. is uh, is because they're so involved so involved in the system and not involved in like what their kids are doing. But again, I asked the question: Your kid comes home, what is happening? Like, yeah. I think I think that's the question that we have to ask. Is for most Americans, what is happening when your ten year old comes home from school? Mm-hmm. So probably they get home. 3:30, right? Parents aren't home yet. Is homework real anymore? I don't know. They <laughs> might have to do homework, they might not, but they're probably on their Chromebooks. Yeah, they're probably on their phones. They're probably watching TV. They're probably watching YouTube. You know, they're probably playing a video game whatever. Parents come home. "Hi honey, how was your day?" "Day was good." "Cool. Let's all go eat dinner and" Continue to consume media. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a family dinner. Maybe you don't. Like I just don't know enough of like what the average family life is like on the right or the left. I don't really have. Yeah, any clue. I don't know. And so that's the the question that I think we need to ask is what's really happening in in homes? Because I think that answers everybody's allegations about grooming. Is do your parents do the parents talk to the kids? You know, mm-hmm. do they even? Is there any trust between parent and child? Because that's the real indictment is you've, I think, way more accurate for groomers for not for groomers, way more accurate for the right or the left to levy against the other side is you've let someone other than yourself be your kid's most trusted source of information. Oof. That's kind of cringe. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that would be the, the angle that I would take. That's the end. Instead of, instead of just this that or the other thing that's
0: not good yeah like you are supposed to mediate the world to your kid
1: but the the thing
0: is the institution of school has relied on the idea Mm -hmm. that it's it's backwards and it's harmful to be the source of the world to your kids yeah right it's the um i mean it's that that joke from mean girls right where it's like or those weird homeschool kids. And it shows like a shot of a bunch of kids that are all blonde and overalls. And they're like, and on the third day, God created the something old oh, Red Rider ho- BB gun.
1: He created the homosexuals. Yeah, exactly. Said. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah.
0: to shoot the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. Yeah, so it's like it's like that, that's uh-huh. the bit where it's like parents can... Yeah, and, and this was a New York Times bestselling book called Educated, which is about that exact thing. Where a Mormon girl who was homeschooled didn't know what the Holocaust was. Oh, And she like went to college and they she was asked to read a passage had the word holocaust in it and she said like i don't know what that is and the professor was like upset because he thought that she was kidding um dang yeah and and so like and that in terms of like a in terms of like a mythos that story was really striking to me not and not mythos by i mean fake because you can't be but i mean like in terms of like the that that's the that's the that's the archetype that we have in our in our world in our in our part of the world for the person who's homeschooled they're so out of touch that they don't even understand the foundational story of the modern world world war 2 right they don't even understand like the thing that that's like our expulsion from the garden in terms of like americanism, right? Like that's the it's true. you know, that's like the the
1: it's th- the new testament. Yeah, everything the story of Patton landing on the Omaha Beach and charging up those hills with those troops yeah. and Shooting, shooting those Nazis in the bunkers, yeah. and then saying, "Let's let's go to France and eat some baguettes, boys." And everyone says, "We love General Patton." <laughs> the guess.
0: way, the way that, the way that my friend put it, in he said, it, he calls it the found he called it the founding myth of society. World War Two. Not that it didn't happen, but in that like it's the story we tell over and over again, and it's where we denote, it's where we get our global identity. It's like yeah. let's never let this happen again. And so yeah. that story of a girl not knowing what the story is about World War Two. And homeschooling as being, like, the, the, the scapegoat for that is, is um, I think, very poignant. But so that's what I, I think that's my point is, like, wh- home, anything that is, anything that smacks of homeschooling mm-hmm. is somewhat to be, is, like, to be rejected. That's changing, I think. Like, homeschooling is getting more and more popular to the point where, you know, people like us are more disposed to it now yes. than I think we would have been 10 years ago. Yes. but still by by and large in the system it's discouraged because you're not you're not an expert you you don't you don't have the expertise needed to teach a child mm-hmm. you know um but why not right like why doesn't like I, I phoebe was phoebe was training to teach she was an education major for a while and she was um you know learning how to teach k through five and at some points i was like why do you need like a college degree to teach a fifth grader shouldn't you know it all yeah you know like you passed high school like shouldn't you at least at least if you need like maybe you need a refresher you know because like you know how to teach long division right like you might need to go back and like you know redo it because you've been using a calculator for a while but shouldn't shouldn't you at least understand like how is
1: are you smarter than a fifth grader a thing are you smarter than a fifth grader we got a great theme song yeah Those kids are so precocious. I don't like them. You know those contests where it's like how many kids could you fight at once? I would want all the kids I fight to be cast members from. Oh, are you smarter than fifth grader. <laughs> and I would like, and I would like to beat them up because <laughs> I think that they're so they're, they think they're so smart because they're on TV and they're fifth and they graders. The answer, they get the answers fed to them through a microphone so that they can make the average Joe look dumb and make Jeff Foxworthy all kinds of money. I don't like Jeff Foxworthy either. Yeah, I would fight him. He'd be the tenth kindergartner that I would fight. Jeff Foxworthy.
0: I wouldn't. For. I wouldn't pass the pretest. That's needed to get on Are You Smarter Than Fifth Grader? Because I'd get all the answers yeah. right, and they wouldn't let me on the show.
1: That's true. They'd be like, he was cheating. He
0: was cheating or something.
1: Um,
0: no, I just remember anyway. everything.
1: Yeah, I I think it's interesting yeah. the... the hmm. I mean, there's so many thoughts about education um, and just the actual system of institutional schooling and government takeover of schooling that... It's like there's a direct line between John D. Rockefeller setting up schools and that New York Times article, fear mongering about moms being concerned, but also like just the widening gap. It, It the core of it is people believe that there's something greater in their life than their family. Yes, and obviously, like you know, whoever doesn't hate mother and father or whatever cannot be my disciple. I get that right God is the most important thing but just the idea that we have some kind of higher purpose as men and women when we're married other than the domestic church that is our family like our like raising our children mm-hmm. and loving one another and sacrificing for each other there's a thought that just this is also part of the myth is like I must I must go from my father's house. And I'm going to make something of myself. Yeah. And that's that's the whole, that's like the second part of the myth. Part one is they bombed us. I'm going to go overseas and I'm going to bomb them. And then part two is now that I'm back, I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. You know, and I no longer have any attachments. And to that
0: fight. is why a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves to his job.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it's it's crazy how many things have conspired in the last 50 years to just really ruin everything.
0: <laughs> it's just all like a perfect cocktail of bad.
1: Yeah. And it's hard because we are here and we can just point at it and be like thing bad. You know, the banned books thing is bad because all of these other things are bad. Um, but I think the the true response is there's so many people out there that have no clue what it's like to, to be a part of a loving family. Mm-hmm. Like they've never experienced that. They've never experienced. They didn't have a mom or a dad that came home and asked them about their day and cared about them, or even sacrificed to live a whole day with their child. And I just think about you know all of the times where I was a kid and I just yearned for my dad or my mom to do something with me. Like I had an idea that I wanted to execute. I was like, let's do this, or I want to go here, or I want to do that. And like, they did all kinds of things for me, but sometimes you only remember the bad things, mm. and it's just like, no, we're too busy, but then you see them sitting in the chair and watching TV, and you're like, man, dang, that it. sucks. Yeah, You know? Dang it. And I just... And my parents were good parents, and that only happened a small percentage of the time, and it still is, yeah. like, hurtful. And so just imagine people who had bad parents growing up, <laughs> who didn't try at all, who all they did was either... Was, was be absent, and... Uh, and that it starts to make more sense why those people when now that they're having kids are trying to command that the schools and the other institutions do their job for them because mm-hmm. they just don't that's all that they have is like yeah it's just crazy
0: yeah it's 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 just kind of weird all of these books i don't i think they're kind of a problem not because not because of the. I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it's it's what it's trying to do is it's trying to make them good, you know, good moderns. That's what it, that's what it's trying to do. Like all these books mm-hmm. are trying to make. Not all of them, but like all, the the it's perfectly normal book is frequently up. I I think this is so funny. I think it's so funny. This book has gone through five editions. Which book? The the book about human reproduction. Oh yeah! Apparently, stuff's changed.
1: Nothing has changed, Patrick. <laughs> it's been the same this whole time.
0: I uh, I, I think I think it's funny uh, that this book has gone through four iterations to be updated and revised to include new information. That's crazy. They're just telling on themselves. <laughs> it's yeah. like we didn't believe this five years ago, um, but yeah, the, these books are designed just to like, you know, create. Uh, create kids into this type of, of person um, mm-hmm. and that in and of itself is not wrong because it's 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 handing on a tradition um, and that's a that's a that's a thing that's supposed to happen you're supposed to hand on tradition to kids I think the issue is that these books are, are uh, the, it's the tradition itself that's wrong and I think I think yes. I think that the right would would do do well to just you know say it say it say what's what it is like I, th- this book is not banned because it's grooming this book is not banned simply because of that. It's also banned because it's wrong, and we are able to tell what is right and wrong because the, the debate is like: how, how can the government step in and say that a, a book is is is? Uh, can the government step in and say that a, that a book is teaching wrong things? Like, well, I mean, can't a human being know when something is wrong?
1: Yeah, we waste a lot of air doing the whole "I have an individual right, and the government doesn't have the right to come in." It's like you're. It's all just a poopy time. Yeah. But what you could do instead, well, we don't have the ability to talk about morality. Yeah. That, like, I can't say something is right or wrong because morality doesn't exist in America anymore. It's only... If it ever did. If it ever did. (laughs) The, like, what is right is, does this... It's it's more about you know things that infringe upon my freedom to do X Y or Z, yeah. and if something infringes upon my freedom to do X Y or Z, then that is wrong. And if something f- for the right, that's the thing. And if something infringes on my right to feel safe or uh, to feel accepted, then that is wrong. And that's the thing. That's the narrative on the left. It's like this idea of safety and security and and harm being done via words like if that's infringed mm-hmm. then that's wrong and like that's the only but but that's i just wish people were were honest about the thing instead of doing it with the window dressing and they just said i think that you're wrong about this and here are my reasons for thinking that you're wrong um but but then that opens up a whole other can of worms because yes yeah. where where does where does right come from what is truth what is goodness? How do we determine those things? Um, is is there an objective? You know, is there is there one person that's always right, right, and one person that's always wrong? If the answer is yes, then we're all in trouble because it means that God is real, and then I really, really have to. Then I have responsibility
0: to something. <laughs> yeah, um, I wanted to share one thing with okay. you because this this book is not on the band list yet it might actually be on the band list i don't know it's it's from our old pal ibram x kendi um, oh boy he wrote a book called anti-racist baby you've seen this yeah this is like the prototypical woke book i yeah. we finally found a copy of it in the library and um uh, this this one line it's a it's a it's a it's a board book which means it's for kids who don't have fine motor skills Right, so and, they can just whip the pages around exactly. And and you uh, you don't have a child yet, so you don't you don't have any freaking clue. But I'm just kidding. Um, do kids with fine motor skill? Do kids that lack fine motor skills usually have a good vocabulary? No, no. So um, tell me what's wrong with this sentence. Uh, number three, anti racist baby, point at policies as the problem, not people. Some people get more while others get less because policies don't always grant equal access.
1: Good Lord.
0: First of all, where's the rhyme scheme? Yeah. What's the, what's the rhythm supposed to be here? Also policies. I'm supposed to tell my three-year-old what policies are. This is weird. It's a funny book though. And the, the, the picture is a butter as a bunch of butterflies getting caught in a net and another one gets to feed from a flower.
1: That's, again, you're exactly right what you said earlier, is that these books are for the parents. Yes,
0: these books are for the parents. So that's why I'm ultimately not concerned.
1: (laughs) No, because this whole industry has cropped up of parents buying books for their kids. That the kids really, like, I I don't really think that you can mess up a kid by, like, what you read them or what you don't read them when they're young, you know? Yeah. Like, you should probably try to avoid reading things to them that you think are bad. Yeah. But... If a kid grew up and all they was that was read to them between the ages of zero and five was anti racist baby, feminist baby stuff, like they're not permanently gone forever. You know? Yeah. Like, there's no there's like that's silly. Uh I just think that it,
0: people who want to draw a child naked should be investigated.
1: We should look into yes, them a little bit. <laughs> I agree. I think it's so that when they have their friends over for mocktails or whatever on a Sunday, instead of going to church, yeah, they, they come over and they worship at the altar of whatever. Uh, so people can come over; and they can see their little, their perfect book shelf that has all yeah. these books on them, yeah. And none of them have been read, none of them have been taken off the shelf, but they're there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a signal, just like anything else, yeah. Just like the flag, it's just that little sign is yeah. in this house. So when, we stand for science, yes. it's the same thing. Same
0: thing. When their son Braxton gets home from from Charter Preschool. Braxton
1: is really a right wing name more so than a left.
0: wing Is it name, though? Okay, yeah. I'll, I mean, it I'll say like Madison with a Y. Mm,
1: weird, weird names are kind of like a uh, a rural like. Are they now? A rural Republican thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay,
0: yeah. I'm still yeah. on them being like a a white lib upper class thing. Fine. No. When their son, when their so- people
1: people are naming like there there are these guys who are naming their kids in the white liberal upper class. This is my son Seneca. You know, like yeah. that's what they're doing now. Sure. Okay. This is my daughter, Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> you know, that's what they're doing. <laughs> I Anyway. I,
0: I saw a really funny tweet that was like, it was it was from Katie. I'm bunching up at a little
1: a, bit, but she was like at a, at a
0: track meet at a Catholic school. Track meet at a Catholic school. Go, Veronica. Go, Stephen. Go, John Paul. Go, John Paul. Go, other John Paul. And then the one mom who converted late. Go Braxton. Anyway, that's that's funny.
1: I don't like or They're a waste of time.
0: No, you're totally right. It's like it's it's not it's not rural though. It's it's the upper it's the upper class redneck. The upper class redneck. You know what I mean? The ones that can afford to make their house look like a farmhouse, but it's not really Mm -hmm. a farmhouse. Those yes. are the, the, it's the Chip and Joanna yeah. Gaines. They're the ones that yeah. name their kids Braxton. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's what, yeah. yeah, that's yep. definitely what it is. And then, and then upper-class libs. What do they name their kids? I don't think it's Seneca or Marcus Aurelius. I think you're wrong on that one.
1: What do you think it is then? I think it's well, like. Well, they're not having kids. That's the thing. Yeah,
0: right. Well, no, <laughs> what they're, what they're doing is they're just naming their kid like.
1: This is my son, Steve Jobs.
0: <laughs> they're naming their kids after just like plants. This is my son, that's Aloe. True.
1: Yeah, it's like a, this is my son, Taurus. This is
0: my dog, Baxter.
1: That's more, right now. now we're talking. Uh,
0: we joke, we yeah. have fun, all in good fun.
1: Yeah, except for when you don't love your kids or your family. Yeah, and you, you love gotta. institutions more than your children, and then I start, and then you start drawing pictures of naked boys, and then putting them in your books. I think that's very odd, Maurice. <laughs> Please. Please, Maurice, explain.
0: Sounds like I found where the wild thing is.
1: All right. Oh, <laughs> sounds like I found out where the sidewalk ends. Hold on.
0: Oh, the sidewalk! It ends there.
1: That's really funny. Thank you.
0: All right. Oh, those poor oh, guys.
1: This. It sounds like this is where the giving tree gets cut down. <laughs> All right. You want to? You want
0: to thank some people who supported the show. I would love to thank some people who support the show. Let's thank some people who supported the show, shall we? Thanks, thanks, guys, support the show. All right, we got we got some we got some new supporters. We got some heavy hitters this we week. We got some heavy hitters. First of all, first of all, Nathan and Madeline, shout out to editing their pledge from five dollars a month to ten dollars a month. Thanks so much. Yes. Why did they do that, Ethan? Why do you think they did that?
1: I think because they want to listen to the weekly video bonus podcast that only ten dollars a month patrons and up can. Uh, can hear
0: yeah so if you think that this episode is worth two bucks and you want to support us on patreon at ten dollars a month or more you also on top of that you get two extra bonus podcasts weekly you triple the amount of crunch content you can consume while your kids are at school and yes. <laughs> And you could uh, you could also support us in in the meantime.
1: Uh, another th- don't trust institutions to form your kids, but the good thing is is that me and Patrick are not an institution, so you can trust us with just about anything.
0: Uh, someone uh, someone else came on the <laughs> on the team. Thanks, buddy, a friend of the show, and he
1: did a big a big a large increase to fifty dollars a month, which we are very grateful for.
0: Okay, thanks, friend on the show, who did a very large increase, and then another friend who did another very large increase. Do we name him?
1: I don't think we name them, but we can tell them how much.
0: Okay, uh, someone edited their pledge from ten bucks to two hundred bucks a month, which wow. is incredible. I yes, I said Thank you. I, I was very surprised and honored um, that that you think that our podcast was, is worth that. It much. was
1: so funny, Patrick. First thing he says to me he says, "This has got to be a mistake. This has got to be and a mistake." Patrick, that guy like hit,
0: that guy hit the <laughs> that guy hit the zero twice
1: on accident. Yes, uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's good to know because in case you were wondering like oh man i want to give 200 dollars a month but i don't know if i can the good news is you, can. you can it works <laughs> there's nothing stopping nothing you. stopping you and uh, we're probably going to fly that guy out to hang out with us and vibe <laughs> <laughs> and also buy him dinner and also a dog whatever <laughs> or he something. wants i don't know I'll, there's no rules so if you want a dog that we buy you, two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> False
0: advertising, Patreon. but
1: fine. It's no, it's true. I'll do it. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll buy a dog <laughs> with that hundred dollars I get from you at the end of our ten k Twitter follower challenge.
0: But some people can't. They simply cannot. Uh, they just. They literally can't. Like 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 millenni- like millennial girls. They just literally can't support us on Patreon, which is fine. That happens. But if you want to support us, um, not on Patreon, you can support us by. Uh, giving us a review on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review like Gavatron 321 did. He said, this is the crunch of the week. Fun, faithful, fruitful. This podcast is such a great treat to crunch on throughout the day. It expresses true Catholic joy while giving us interesting topics to think about. On top of all that, it's a lighthearted conversation between two friends, so it's fun to join along for the ride. Keep on doing your thing, guys. Thanks, Gavatron 321 nice is that 321 because it's where you're from because i'm also
1: from it's three 2, 1. it's after 321 penguins the big idea production
0: <laughs> man that guy that guy uh i love that guy
1: phil fisher oh yeah. i,
0: I wish him luck i think he should come on the pod can phil fisher yeah. come on the pod
1: yeah we can try
0: and get him on the pod
1: yeah what's up what was your inspiration behind putting eyes on a cucumber <laughs> <laughs> he's bored just bored one day
0: no he was he was uh i i I know the answer to that question i read his autobiography he Uh he was testing computer animation and there was no there was no computer animated television shows and because you couldn't like make anthropomorphic figures you couldn't make humans because it looked weird and so he made um have i told you this he made candy bars yeah okay he made candy bars and his wife was like don't make candy bars (laughs) don't do candy bars and so he switched to vegetables that's perfect. Yep. Uh, so, do you want to go to Dr. Denzian Corner now?
1: I do. I, I'm so excited for this week. Did you see the one that we're going to do? Yeah, I
0: did. I did see the one ah. we're going to do. Ah, I, I know it hurts. I'm I sorry.
1: This go on. on your I, I, I... All right. You came to the right place. You ding dong. <laughs> it's called communication, baby. <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. It's... Urgent! Emergency! Emergency! (laughs) Emergency! Emergency! Ambulance coming in. The ER, brick open the double doors. We got a man on a stretcher being wheeled in right now. He needs help. He
0: needs so much help. I don't understand. This is
1: the best question I think I've ever we've ever gotten on this podcast.
0: At Ethan Stevie at Catholic Pat. This is on our Discord if you want to submit
1: a question. oh, Bit.ly slash Crunch Discord. I don't
0: think they covered this in dating medical school. <laughs> I don't know yeah. where else to turn. I, twenty seven, yeah. male, like a nun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no way to get this around is, that one. This is like that. This is like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer falls in love with a a Latvian Orthodox. Man.
0: I started watching that. I skipped it. I couldn't do it. It's funny. Is it funny? Is it, it not blasphemous?
1: <laughs> and, no, it's it's mostly fine. the The funny joke is just that George's Jewish parents. Yeah are screaming Latvian Orthodox <laughs> you know it's just funny um, for a woman
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should go back and watch it it's good okay uh, I so
0: still Kramer. I still don't know <laughs> so Kramer here fell in love with a Latvian Orthodox nun she mm-hmm. 31f moved with two other members of her order to my town this year and while the entire group is great she and I have hit it off we have very similar interests <laughs> Each other. Each other and Catholicism, at least. Uh, uh-huh. Very similar. We get along together very well. And yeah, I even think we're both funny. <laughs> I'm moving Ooh. for work soon, 100 miles away. And she's the only person trying to get me to come back every weekend. Rather than once a Sister. month. Sister. When we are in groups together, events after mass, etc., we always end up together most of the time to the point that my friends and the other sisters tease us about not dating yet. (laughs) If she weren't a nun, I'd have asked her out by now. I have no idea how to even start with this situation or if I even should. She has two more years until she's eligible to profess final vows, etc. Okay, first of all,
1: this is crazy. This
0: is nuts. I don't know what to do, Ethan. I'm so confused and
1: scared. My whole body is like, I man, I don't want to be in this position. I
0: listen, buddy. You came to the right place. Yeah, you definitely did. I don't know,
1: because anybody else you talk to about this, you're you're not. There, no one's gonna understand. No
0: one's gonna understand. The thing is, we I,
1: understand this. I I, I want to know. I want to
0: know what the listeners are feeling right now because when I first, I think it's. I think the the impact is lessened for me because I knew it was coming. But yeah. Ah, I don't know what to do. This is so much worse than just being than being in love with well, a seminarian, you know. I, Cause let's this- let's
1: think let's think about it reasonably. There have been a lot of women that have dated seminarians while they're in seminary. Okay, For some reason it feels worse. It feels this feels worse because I think there is a a purity to women generally, yeah, and like a a an image that, like when you see a woman who is habited, in some way it reminds you of the Blessed Mother. And so when you're like,
0: yeah, that's what it is.
1: And so when you like her, then it's like weird. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. This is strange. <laughs> this is not what's supposed to be happening. Um, but I will say, but the this vows is are not, temporary. The vows are temporary. For a reason. <laughs> for now. Um, I, a good friend of ours, Luke Carey. Yeah. His wife was a, was a Carmelite uh, something or other for a while before they got married. When so. they met. I don't know uh, that the answer uh. to that. But here's what I think you need to do. You like this woman, yes. right? I know for a fact where this person lives. I know that there's not a lot of options mm-hmm. in this place, mm-hmm. okay? You got to go to the superior. And you got to tell the superior what's up.
0: Yeah, that seems...
1: because Because this is the only way to get out of this without royally... Like, if you, if you go about this the wrong way, it can mess up the girl's life <laughs> on accident. She's not a girl. She's a woman. She's 31. Um,
0: <laughs> she's 31.
1: She's-, she's, 30, she's 31 years of age. Because if you go to her secretly in the night... And you profess your love for her. Bad, bad. And then she professes, and then she professes. She's like, "Yes, I like you too." And then you guys kiss. But she's wearing a habit, and then you're not ah. wearing a habit, and then you're freaking out because you're feeling things that you shouldn't be feeling about a woman who's wearing a habit. And then she's feeling things that she shouldn't be feeling while she's wearing a habit. And then someone opens the door, and they're like, "What's going on here?" And Then you got to be like, and,
0: and then all of a sudden it's it's you're like, in Dante's
1: Inferno too. Yes, <laughs> it's the worst. This is the worst part of the of the film. This is the bottom of the second act, right before we <laughs> right get, before get to the third the act. T- yeah. Yes. This is this
0: is where RJ has has stolen all the food and it's been destroyed, and he's got to and and Vern and and Lenny made that big confession,
1: and Hammy a Ben Folds song is gonna is gonna (laughs) be playing in the background, and Hammy's
0: saying he's not stupid.
1: So I will say I know you've been thinking about going hurt to her in the middle of the night. Don't do that. Yeah, seriously. Do not do that. that. I wouldn't say avoid her, but until you talk to the superior. You got it. You can't. I don't know. You guys hugging. You guys touching. You got to cut that out. Yeah.
0: Stop. Don't do that.
1: Don't do that. Um, I think you go to the superior and you say, listen, mother. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mom. (laughs) I'd like permission to date your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) You, uh. You, you just, you do it like how they do it in like house of cards where they have a meeting late at night and then someone pours like a bourbon, you know, two bourbons and they hold the glasses kind of with their fingers in Uh the cup and they set them down heavily. You slide it across the table. You say, we got to talk. We got to (laughs) talk. And then you start drinking bourbon with the mother and you say, Hey, this is how I feel about sister. So-and-so I think the feelings are mutual. I didn't want to go and talk to her about this because she's obviously under some kind of temporary vows but I just wanted to let it be known that I want to date her and I want to ask her out and I see like a future here. But also, like I don't know when, because I don't know how it is. Is it like a subscription service? Like if you don't renew by a certain date, you just get charged for the next year and then you're locked in? Like how does it work? It depends
0: on the order, but I'm pretty sure temporary vows are like three years.
1: So, But she could leave at any time, really?
0: I don't think So temporary vows are for like a certain period of time.
1: But I've known women who have just left.
0: Yeah, maybe they've left, but, like, are like they... Like, they get
1: to postulancy, and then they're like, I'm good. Hmm. I think you can be dispensed of anything by the superior.
0: Not, I'm pretty sure. Not of anything. If your final vows, you have to be dispensed
1: by the Pope. Well, yeah, the final vows are different, but yeah. the temporary vows, I'm pretty sure if you, if the superior was like, yeah, th- this is good for you to be here, but we don't think it's right for you, and you don't think it's right for sure. for us, like... I you know, in the name of the what you can get out of here. You know, go <laughs> on, you little scamp. You know? <laughs> get yeah. out of here, go. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. There's a world in which this could happen. Uh huh. But there's also a world in which you come and you say this to the mother, and then she rolls up a newspaper and whacks you on the head and says, Get out of here. I don't want to hear this again from you. let me <laughs> be an Orthodox <laughs> <laughs> And then you and then you have to move away and you just have to think about it. But I don't I don't think you can't say anything to her. I just don't think Yeah, you
0: can. this this is very de- this is most definitely not a between you two thing. Yes, yeah. because there's
1: yeah. Don't do what all of my seminarian friends did, which was secretly date a woman while they were in seminary. Really? That sucks, man. Oh, Patrick, you rosy cheeked boy. <laughs> that just sucks. Don't you no, I think the reason that seminarians get sent on summer assignments is so that they can fall in love and realize that <laughs> either they definitely do want to be a priest or definitely do not want to be a priest. Yeah, that's fair. You know? Every seminarian that's ever worked at a camp has had to go <laughs> through this. You know, oh man. So I don't know. Um, you could also. This is this is like a you know this is not on the clock we're not in the operating room this is kind of my lobby advice i'm gonna write you a prescription that you didn't ask for kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um you guys could just abscond you could just no you could just leave no you can't (laughs) (laughs) patrick hear me out he's moving a hundred miles away what are the other sisters gonna do hunt her down Are they, are they going to bust in her windows, get all the other nuns and oh have like a gosh. SWAT maneuver and then like take her back?
0: You know? No. No. not going to do no, that. No. But so you that'd could be just, cool.
1: You could just roll up to her house, kind of text her, be like, hey, I'm outside. Leave the door open. Mm-hmm. She has the choice. Be very cinematic. She can either get in and leave with you mm-hmm. or she can stay on the porch. But once you leave, you're not looking back.
0: It's like that scene in Breaking Bad mm-hmm. with, with Jesse at the van. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. I think, uh, so that's, that's my under the table kind of option yeah, man. is that you could try to abscond. If
0: he hadn't tagged us and we hadn't read this, this would have been, I think my reaction would have been worse than Kadir John.
1: Yeah, probably. Probably. What do you, what, what do you think? Do you have any other thoughts on what he should do? It is weird, man. This is a tough, this, is, this is a tough spot to
0: be in, dude.
1: Don't kiss a woman in a habit.
0: No, 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 no. No, That no, is no, a, no. Is not a bucket list item you want to have. Um yeah I mean this is none of this
1: is is uh none of this is an indictment on you no, I mean, this is not she's not married, and she's not forever professed to this yeah. thing, so like it's not wrong for you guys to develop feelings for each other it's also priests I've heard a very holy priest tell me he's like, you know when you're a priest, every ten years you're gonna fall in love. that's just how <laughs> it is, sure, because you're still a man yeah. and you're still around women and like that just doesn't, like, that part of you doesn't go away, yeah. you know? Like, when you yeah. get, when you become a, a fully professed sister or when you become a monk or when you become a priest, like, you're still a human being. You just got to shake it Who's off it? and move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, this, this, is, I, this is, but this is, there's a chance that this might not be shaken off. So, see what the mother says. See if she concurs, because she might just be like, you're right, we need to dismiss her so that you guys can date. You know, she might agree with you because yeah. she's, they're not dumb, these women. Like, they, they
0: understand how this works. They, 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 yeah. they live together and she's brought you up.
1: You yes. know what I mean? She's, so like, she's brought you up. They see that you guys always end up together. Like, there's no secrets. Yeah. Trust me, I was on a team of focus missionaries. Everybody knew what I was up they're to. They're like, how
0: do you solve a problem like Maria? You know, they're, they're standing <laughs> around. They're like, how do you hold, how do you keep a wave upon the sand?
1: What you could do is you could have a bunch of kids and you could, um, before you get together with her, and you can make them respond to various whistle tones (laughs) and then get them to line up in height order and boss them around. And then you had to uh, escape
0: the Nazis.
1: And then surreptitiously not work for the Nazis, even though you're supposed to work for the Nazis, and then invite her to leave with you is the abscond thing. Mm -hmm. They're absconding. And you flee to Italy. Whoops. And you you flee to Italy. And you flee to Italy, but the whole time you're kind of singing, You are 31, going on 32, maybe it's time f- to wed. You know, you,
0: <laughs> you are a postulant, going on, finally professed. <laughs> hey, we gotta act fast. All right. Um, All right. I gotta go teach some middle schoolers about death, so we gotta wrap this up.
1: All right, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs>
0: I saw an so old, saw an old tweet up. from the Crunch podcast. It's like, hey, we just recorded our 76th episode. you know what that means? That means that Ethan has run out of the room screaming that he has to pee 78 times. <laughs> nice. Implying that it happened twice in two episodes. Yeah. Anyway, all right. It's
1: a good podcast. Thanks for chatting. Of course. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Crunch to get our over-the-hedge commentary track. The weekly crunch lunch. The weekly that's video for everybody. Podcast. So that's that's
0: three dollars. If you donate a dollar, you get the you get the over the hedge. You soundtrack.
1: get yeah. Everyone gets the over the hedge thing. So that's there's no limit on the tiers. We wanted as a celebration for 100 patrons. Everybody gets it. And uh, that's all I have, Patrick. Do you have anything else for the people?
0: If you if you're wondering what happens to these two, all I gotta say is it's none of your business. A, hey. hey, none of your. Okay. Right.
1: Oh, none of your. Okay, I get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you I like that. I I that. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah, I, did yeah. That. I must, I must profess. I didn't I get it. I
0: profess that <laughs> you, you don't profess your love for her, You
1: know? No, that's no, good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not make these jokes I haven't. <laughs> 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 um, Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week.